0: Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next Back to You, Steve. Former
1: NFL player. Former college player. Senator Napoleon Harris. Yes. And he's got a talent that is unbelievable and at the drop of a hat. We'll just save it. It's coming up. Yes. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You an OPI show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks.
0: And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's <laughs> Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper.
1: Welcome to another episode of Free Kicks. We're now in the 51st episode, and uh, you're not going to believe the luck I have. I have in my office here within our podcasting center, I have the director of uh, Illinois Youth uh, Soccer in my office. Wow. What are the odds of that? (laughs) Uh, There he is, Adam Howarth here for another episode of Free Kicks, and it's our pleasure to talk about the greatest – League in the world, the Premier League, and only before we start talking about what's happening on the pitch, yeah, let me just say that I, I watched a Bundesliga game this weekend. Okay. I watched Wolfsburg against uh, Leverkusen. Okay, and and I'm, right now I'm wearing a Bayern hat. Yeah, I have a T-shirt, Deutschland soccer that I'm wearing. <laughs> I grew up in Germany. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of German soccer, the German national team. I have never rooted against them, even when they played against the USA. Don't say anything, right? Um. And yet, let me just say this: that is a second-rate league compared mm. to the Premier League now. And I never thought I'd believe that, but I've watched so many Premier League games now. When I watch the Bundesliga, it's
0: like that's just not as good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There wasn't much excitement in the Bundesliga other than the coach getting pushed over there that one time. No, <laughs> that's true. But so anyway, that's uh, my admission to you, and that's mm. why we
1: talk about what's happening on the pitch.
0: Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch?
1: Battle of the Titans, that's what's happening. It was the TV tip. It was the it was like the Super Bowl and Liverpool comes out on top 3 to 1. I'm a Liverpool supporter, very very
0: happy. Yeah. It yeah. was a great game. It was a great result. I mean, uh, Jurgen Klopp before the game talked about how his players need to be ready. Yeah. He even talked about how the hot dog stand guy needed to be ready, <laughs> <I saw that. laughs> and uh, they were ready. Um, I mean, it all boiled down to really the the first goal. You know, what a yeah. big decision was made, and then consequently Liverpool go down the other end and score, and yes. uh, everything kind of changed after that.
1: So the the uh uh, to me, uh, just watching Man City, they looked nervous to me. Yeah. They looked uh, jumpy. I've never seen them like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of their biggest players, De Bruyne, easy balls were like going through his legs and rolling out of bounds. Yeah. Aguero, missing shots, you know, passes, crosses that he would put in. Nine out of ten times, yeah. missing him. And he's never scored there. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, he's never scored. I think uh, they were saying he had played something like 700 minutes in, that, uh, wow. in those grounds and wow. has never scored a single wow. goal there.
0: Yeah, I, and I tell you, I mean, it's not... I think you've got to give Liverpool a massive amount of credit because I think Man City are now feeling the pressure. Yeah. They really are because they knew this was a big game. You know, six points going into the game. Now it's right. nine points. And so it's – you're wondering, wow, how are they going to get back? That's three They're games. fourth place now. Yeah, they dropped behind the other two. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's so difficult when they get into that. We can't even imagine the atmosphere that was created there too, especially right. – when the players walked out there, they had former players yeah. kind of giving them the, the kind of guard of honor as well. I mean, again, another intimidating area just to, to do all these things, to, to and, push it over the edge. And imagine... Uh,
1: sorry, I dropped a little thing there. Um <laughs> And the fans are have always been kind of ruthless to him yeah. there. Oh yeah, and you could see the pressure on his face. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was rushing. He was getting upset at every little yeah. call that didn't go his way. He almost got into a fight. Yeah, with uh, Joe Gomez at the end of
0: the game. Right, and there's some since then. I guess now because of that, there were some after effects. He's actually been dropped for the England game this week <laughs> I as well. Saw that. So. Yeah, I think the pressure got to the Man City players a little bit. Yeah, just because of the atmosphere, the the game itself. Not that Raheem Sterling has he's been able to deal with it. I think it's just really more kind of a one off game. That's it. And right, the you know Liverpool are really in the driving seat now in terms yeah. of the the league. I mean, it's still November, still a long way to go, but uh, uh, you just can't see him losing too many games.
1: Well, they were the better team. Yeah, what came right down to it, they were the better team, and they they played just beautifully. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, And watching that game, I was talking to my brother. He was uh, in town this weekend and we mm-hmm. were watching the game together. And uh, watching that game, it, it was like watching an all-star game. Yeah. You know, these yeah. two teams are so powerful. They have so many
0: stars. It's like watching a World Cup game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The players are fantastic. Again, you look at the front three and I think the difference with Liverpool too is you can't give that midfield enough credit because yep. that's probably... When you look at it on paper, it's probably the weakest part of their team. Right. But Fabinho was really, really good. We got all of these great players there. How about heading, that goal? Yes. What a fantastic strike. I mean, uh, again, transition, same thing. Great goal. And then Henderson. I mean, Jordan Henderson played really, really well. Yeah. Um, so you got to give the midfield a lot of credit. They're, they're solid in the back. Good goalkeeper. They've got and, everything they need. And Man
1: City, to be fair, is struggling
0: on defense.
1: Yes. They, they don't have their center backs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're playing guys that are out of, out of position. Yeah. Fernandinho's not a center back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they go-
0: they had a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. That third goal was a little shaky, I think. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I mean, it goes back to, we talked a little bit about it before, company never was really replaced. Right. Um, they've had some bad luck with players going down, you know, Laporte's been injured, Stone's been injured, they've lost a lot of their centre-backs, so they had those players, but you know, when you look back at the summer, maybe that's probably the first thing they should have maybe got another person to, you know, they didn't know that they were going to get injured, but right. you know, that's that happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try and delve into the transfer market in January, and get another center back and, and try and have a little bit well, the, of a push. You know,
1: those don't really grow on trees, though, do they? They don't. Yeah. They don't. There's, you know. there's only a handful of them that are good enough to play with this team.
0: Yeah, and they have to be careful. There's all these different rules that they have to be careful of in terms of international players, fair play rules, in terms of money transfers. You know, Harry Maguire was out there before, but that's 70 million pounds. You know, (laughs) it's not exactly cheap. So uh, not that Man City can't afford it. But not that he's been playing that great either. Yeah, exactly. So they're definitely going to need to upgrade, especially because of the injuries, and try and see if they can get a little bit of a push this second half of the season. When you say how good is
1: Liverpool, Liverpool hasn't lost at Anfield since April of 2017. Wow. uh, When they lost 2-1 to Crystal Palace. That's 48 games in a row yeah, that a they have not lost. Yeah. The last time they lost, Coutinho scored their only goal. Wow. And in that time, in those 48, <laughs> in that time, Southampton has only won nine games. <laughs> That's And they're still in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, well, it's just so interesting because <laughs> Liverpool took half a Southampton team's plays anyway. So <laughs> True. You know, That's when true. you look at some of the plays that they've gotten in the past. But... Yeah, 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 Van Dyke and Mane were both uh, from yes. Southampton, yeah, right? Yeah, Lallana, who comes off the bench, was yes. another Southampton player. So, yeah, they've had quite a few of those guys. they kind right. of raided them uh, for a little bit. But, yeah, they're so consistent. It reminds me a little bit of my team, Chelsea, when, when uh, the first go-around, Mourinho never lost at home that right. first first go-around. So they've created this fortress, the atmosphere. We've talked about it before, how great it is and how intimidating – and. I think that definitely had a little bit of a factor on Man City this past weekend. Yeah. All right. So look out, here come the
1: Yanks. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, uh, I don't know if you follow Chelsea that closely. A little
0: bit. A yeah. little bit. I followed them a little bit.
1: Uh, but <laughs> once again, our little American boy yeah. uh, scores another goal. And it was a tap-in, and it was sure. a, that was just a spectacular goal. Yeah. It yeah. was pass, 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 boom, goal. Yeah. It was just one touch, one touch, one t- It was... It was the kind of thing that you want to show the kids uh, at uh, the training camp. Yeah. You know, this is how
0: you do it. Right, right. Yeah, it was It was the early kickoff. So it was a, it was a struggle getting up for that 6.30 a.m. game. Yeah. But I, I, I'm always there. That's I'm the best there. thing about having a dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're Always getting up, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so we got up there, and it was one of those games where I thought it was going to be a struggle because Crystal Palace defended so deep. Yeah. They had everybody behind the ball, and he was just the like Chelsea. They were pushing and pushing and pushing. But then first half, like nil-nil. Then second half, boom, it just clicked. Yeah. That's when everything changed. Tammy scored the first one, and then... Obviously, Pulisic uh, sealed the deal. It was a two-two-nil, two-nil victory. Yes. So, congratulations! And and a, here's a little
1: uh, tidbit: uh, Pulisic. Now, he and Mo Salah are are only the only two players in the league that have five goals and five assists. At really? least five goals and five assists. Okay. Okay.
0: That's pretty uh, select company. Yeah, for yeah. a Yank, I tell you what, he's doing really well, considering where he was at at the beginning. Everybody was questioning what was going on. The big transfer fee. He's, he's playing fantastic. And the other Yank, DeAndre Yedlin, scored mm-hmm. a goal in a 2-1 victory for Newcastle. That's right, yeah. And it was an awesome head ball, yes. ball too. Yeah, really nice header. Uh, he's coming through. Um, played real well, too. I mean, I thought... He's been he- injured for a while,
1: and he hasn't... He's never really shown totally what he can do yeah. but he's a weapon on that
0: side yeah he's really a, good. i mean his speed back. yeah his speed is fantastic and that, that's really ideally what you want with those outside backs to be able to push up right. and he's got the speed to do it and i think that's part, part of the reason why he's a, a good premier league player you know unfortunately sometimes the injuries those quick players have those cut you know hamstring injuries probably you and I have never been able to uh, right. understand that situation because right. we never had any speed. But, yeah. but you know, Michael Owen was a player, another player like that, and yeah. some of those other faster players who always had trouble because they, they go so fast, they pull those muscles so quickly.
1: I will say this. I watch Yedlin closely yeah. whenever a Newcastle game is on. I really I just kind mm-hmm. of focus on him. And he also makes a lot of mistakes on the defensive end. You know, normally when the other team scores, you can see Yedlin is there. It's like his guy
0: all the time, yeah. you know? And and he's got to clean that up. Yeah, yeah. That's a big problem. Well, and I, I've said this before about the, the defending part of the game. You know, we have so many good uh, attacking defenders, if that makes sense. Right. You know, it seems like now, when we talked about it last week, how if you were wanted to be a position, it would be an outside back because right. you, you've got free realm. But then... When Yedling is not focused, not concentrating, right. you know, you can see why he's not a great defender.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. All right, let's talk about a team that has, uh, oh, by the way, we're talking about the Yanks. Next week's show yeah. is going to be all about this. It's going to be, Adam is going to teach me how to anglicize before our big trip because we are going to London. That's right. Uh, what day are we going? The
0: 20... 20- 26th. 26th of, Tuesday the 26th. So that's yeah. coming up. I tell you, it's going to be here before you know it.
1: And uh, we're going to go see a game. We're going to uh, a match. Yeah, that's I right. Yep. right <laughs> we're going to go see a match, uh, uh, Ch- Chelsea against West Ham. That's right. That's I'm right. totally excited. Yep. So you're going to have to teach me some Chelsea chants. You're oh, going to yeah. have to teach me a lot. This is all coming next week. Yeah. So be sure to tune in. You won't want to miss it. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United, mm. fifth place. Unbelievable! Yeah, they they tied only against Tottenham, but
0: um, I really thought that they dominated that game. They were the better team, yeah, and, and that tells you a little bit about where they're going and where Tottenham's going. Yeah, you know because Sheffield United, you know, we talked about in detail last week you know, how they play. It's a different system, you know, those flying wing backs in that in that back three, and then you've got Tottenham who just can't get things right right now. Yeah. They're really struggling. It seems like they're a bunch of players that are just kind of going through the motions at times. And so, uh, you know, without some of their key players, they're struggling. You know, there was a, uh, another
1: VAR moment in this yeah. game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Um, this is what I understand the VAR to be at this stage they're going to be really strict about offsides Mm -hmm. because they think they have it down to a perfect science. Mm -hmm. I'm going to argue that that's not correct, and especially in a case like this where uh, Sheffield scored a goal and literally
0: just the toe of the player was offsides. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was way too close, and this is happening way too many times. Because the naked eye says he's on side. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've actually tried to make things easier, more convincing with VAR. But in fact, it's made it worse. Especially on a call like that where yeah. there
1: was no controversy at all. No yeah. one was raising their hand saying it was offsides. It would have been no big deal. The, the goal was allowed in the, yeah. in the regular flow of play. It's not like they
0: were, you know, checking to make sure that they got it correct. Right. Exactly. Yeah it's it's really tough you know we go back and forth we go back to the liverpool game with the decision with the handball yeah. and you can all of these things and so we thought this would make things easier and maybe the the controversy would go away we're probably talking about it more than ever right you know and that's right. and that's the frustrating part so i think they've got to fix it I think they came out and said it's working 70% of the time. Well, that's not really good enough, is that it? That really isn't. I <laughs> so, mean, how much, how much would the uh, referees have been correct otherwise? <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it may get you a degree, 70%, but yeah, you know, 70% <laughs> of the time doesn't like really. <laughs> me in school. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be good enough. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're going to have to take a quick break. Free kicks. We'll be right back. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave.
1: On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Jews kicked out of prison for arguing. My mother is not a stripper. Fried chicken that tastes like women's feet. My brush with Lorne Green. And our interview with Robert Lorizel, Chicagoan and Chicago Minutia Guy. All that and Ooh. unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano podcast and Opie production on the Radio Misfits podcast network. RadioMisfits.com. Hey guys, this week on Ann Friends, we sell out to big tobacco that's right and we talk about bigfoot being stolen in florida again again
0: and i have a special sex story in our sex box that's for tommy
1: just for me just for you all this and more on and friends Ooh. an opie show only on the radio misfits podcast network where great talk radio isn't dead it's just moved to a better place it's radiomisfits.com and we are back all right, let's talk about uh, Man United before mm-hmm. we get to the, uh, the the foreign tradition because uh, they did have a bounce back win. Yeah, they did. Uh, but it does seem like a dark cloud is following over this club right now because it, I don't know if you saw this in the very last moments of the game, and like a nondescript little uh, tackle yeah. from behind. Yeah. Um, one of their key players, yeah. McTomin- yeah. McTominay. Yeah, funny. that's right. Again, this will all be part of next week's show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He got hurt badly. Yeah. He had to be helped
0: off the field. I saw he's out for at least a month. Yeah, that's tough. That's going to be tough. And he scored the first goal, too. So that that makes it even more difficult for him. So yeah just they they can't seem to get much luck you know Pogba's still out they've yeah. still got some of their key players out has Pogba uh, played at all this year he played a couple at the beginning and yeah. then he has been out he's he's out in Dubai right now uh, working on his ankle it's got to be a tough life uh, trying to get that fixed in Dubai because you know when you have a bad ankle you go to Dubai well, where else where else of would course. you go so yeah. so that's <laughs> been tough I think Martial came back which was nice so that was good and uh yeah they just seem to be struggling in t- t- finding the players although Rashford scoring yeah. he's get, he's kind of come back at times there it looked like he was struggling but now he's he's finding some consistency again so that's good for good for England as well I think Rashford it was hurt you know yeah. earlier in the season Yeah yeah you're right you're right and, and he
1: I think is he is a special player so yeah. I mean they need him to be playing at his full strength Yeah uh, but without Pogba they're in trouble. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean and I I've, I've heard people talk about him, you know, they can build the team around him or they either just get rid of him. Yeah. You know, it's one or the other. Right. And uh, he, he can he can cause so many things and do so many things for that team and you saw that when he first, when Solskjaer first came in. Yeah. I think he scored like six goals in six games, something like that last right. year. So he can definitely influence the team. And he did lead France to the World Cup. Exactly. So it's not like he's not capable of being a champion, right?
1: He can win, no yeah. question. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, explain a foreign tradition.
0: And now, explain that foreign tradition, please.
1: Okay, I have a question. I heard another phrase that I just did not understand <laughs> at all, and this one really made my head spin. But before I get to that, I like to. Uh, I'd like to praise Arlo. He's my man. Arlo, mm-hmm. Arlo White is the announcer. By the way, I, uh, tweeted, direct tweeted him nice. this week to remind him that we're coming. So hopefully, uh, we can go meet him. That'd be great. Uh, That'd be great. Supposedly his, his, uh, broadcast facilities nearby great i'm not well, he, sure where that he's probably subscribed
0: to the podcast anyway oh, i'm so sure he's a big
1: fan <laughs> he's probably a big fan <laughs> he's a big fan <laughs> uh, but there was a moment that i thought was awesome where a player had an unexpected open shot like the ball bounced to him and arlo said a rush of blood to his head <laughs> you know like you know what are you what am i doing <laughs> yeah, like yeah. his eyes got big and, yeah. but i just loved the way he said that that's great all right here's my question one of the announcers one of the uh color guys have said this. Uh, There was a coach on the bench, and they they showed him uh, on on the Mm -hmm. TV, and the announcer said, looks like he's just eaten a chip, buddy.
0: Okay. Uh, What the
1: heck is
0: that? Well, I didn't see that situation. So was he a little portly? uh, Yes. A little over? Did he have his cheeks kind of filled? Yes. So he looked like he'd eaten something. Right. So a chip, buddy is basically chips in England of French fries, okay. if you translate it. And what people will do, and I still do this today, is I actually will put my chips slash French fries yeah. into a piece of bread and butter, squash it all up, and that's a chip butty. Uh, French fry sandwich. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because that's exactly what people call it here. And I, that, that's the story because when I was teaching down in southern Illinois, I did that. I was eating lunch and I had some French fries. <laughs> like, what are you doing there? Eating a chip, uh, French fry sandwich? In my strong American accent there. I'm like, no, this is a chip butty. Did you not know this? So, okay. traditional English thing. We'll definitely have a chip buddy. We'll have some fish and chips. Okay. And uh, we'll get some bread and butter and eat a chip buddy together. There you go.
1: I have never heard of that in my entire
0: life. Oh, it's it, it's, it's it's dreamland. That's what yeah. it is. It's fantastic. For all those English people listening out there, it's really good.
1: Okay. Is that so good for the South Beach diet? No. So, no.
0: South- no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. A few, <laughs> uh, few carbs there. Yeah. But that's why English people walk so much because they can walk it off. So that's the thing. You walk to the train station station and what have you but chip okay. buddies great great stuff put a little bit of ketchup on do there they too. sell them at the games uh, well what ends up happening is you don't really have them at the games it's normally after the game or before the game okay. you get fish and chips in in the paper in the oh newspaper. I see right. and then sometimes when you take it home you have some bread and you got the extra chips and then you put some butter on it it's, of course. It, it's life. Yeah. It's great. I would. That would never occur to me. Yeah.
1: All right. I've got a mailbag question for All you. All right. All right. This is a very specific question, but it's an, an interesting one and can lead to a discussion. Uh, back in the day <laughs> when the young Adam Howarth was adroitly patrolling from box to box for Vikings AA to the frustration of the rest of the Chicago Metro League, how many shoes did he have and what were they... And why? My money says it was one pair, and they were copas, and they were black, and
0: he polished them. Is that correct? Well, kind of. Okay. First of all, I never played for the Vikings, although I heard they had a lot of English guys. Okay. So I was a, a kickers guy, and okay. Croatians played with them. But it's just funny that he said that. I did actually have copas in college, but after I played, I actually was a more of a Nike guy. But I did polish them. <laughs> I did polish my shoes because I had the kangaroo leather boots. Ah. So you have to get sure and they're you take not care. shoes, are they? Adam? No, they're boots. They're boots. They're boots. you got to take care of those boots. So I did. I used to get the polish out. And you know, when people polish their boots because they were on the stripes or on the Switch, you can still see a little taint of the black polish on that little white Nike or and they were sign. always
1: black, weren't they? Yeah,
0: they're always black. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I never right. ever wore anything different than black shoes. That's
1: uh, Ben Zobrist on the Chicago
0: Cubs. You know, he got fined
1: this year for wearing the black shoes, uh, the black boots. Really? Uh, yes, because they did not uh, match with the uh, wow. with the outfit. That's you know? ridiculous. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I, yeah to me,
1: the so. black ones are that's just standard. Yeah. I now, always
0: wore black. Boots yeah, sometimes. I agree. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. Everybody's got different kind of. Thing. Hey, I really like those black shoes. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) That's how it used to be. Don't they come in orange?
1: (laughs) All right. It's time for Guess the Premier League Star. All right. All right. Now, this is a a game that you can play along at home. Try to figure out if you can guess this star before Adam does. All right. Now, we're going to go with his age to begin with. All All right. right, This is a young star. Okay. He's 21. All right. 21 years old. To me he looks pretty tall on t v but he's listed at only five nine a hundred and fifty nine pounds all right but he's known for his strong leg hmm all right his uncle was a professional footballer with reading and millwall wow I see that the, the the uh The wheels are turning a little bit. There's a spanner in the works. (laughs) Um, His mother had a relationship with Sir Alex Ferguson before moving to New York and meeting his father. And because of his father, he was actually eligible to play for the United States. Okay. Opted not to do so. He has seven caps for the English national team. And scored the only goal, his only goal, in a 2-0 victory over the U.S. Wow. He has the second most lucrative boot deal in England after Harry Kane. And used that money to buy plots of land and build pitches in underprivileged neighborhoods. So he's a good man. He's a good man. Sounds like a great man. Young man. He leads the league... In Chances Created, tied with Kevin De Bruyne, but he's not in the top 10 in assists. He has appeared in back-to-back Champions League finals. Okay. So he plays for Liverpool. (laughs) He wears number 66. Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's right. Wow. Exactly. That was a tough one. I knew. I know. It's a tough one. Uh, I didn't know he could have played for America. (laughs) No idea. No idea. it. Why didn't we snatch (laughs) him up? Yeah, really. He is a great player. Had a shocker there. Wow. You know, my brother was here. I mentioned that earlier. We were talking about, we watched that game together. Yeah. And we were talking about just the talent that the English national team Mm -hmm. has now. Uh, With, you know, you've got uh, Alexander-Arnold in the back. Yeah with the firepower that they have up front now and Mm -hmm. they've got midfielders they've got backs they've got the whole package i think they still don't have a great goalkeeper
0: yeah yeah, Jordan Pickford's the keeper now. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely in about. Although, you, arguably, you could say Ben Foster, who was yeah the last two games. I think he made the Premier League uh, team of the week the last two games as well. Had yeah. another good game this past week. He's a
1: big man too. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's good size. That's good the size. one thing about Pickford is he's a little guy. Yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah, and for a goalie, you don't want that. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, I think also they look at how good they are with their feet. And right, Pickford's very good. I think he's a little bit better with than Foster with his feet, although fosters good in his head when he goes up for the <laughs> yeah, corner that's kicks true. all right so let's talk about what's happening around here and now the latest chicago area soccer news. Soccer, news. soccer news with coach adam coach adam
1: who would know better than the director of coaching for the illinois youth soccer association
0: yeah well we uh like i said we finished off all of our state cups just in time because <laughs> there's a lot of snow this week yeah. so we pretty much the outdoor season is complete. So now we're moving indoors. And so our Olympic development program has begun. Uh, We had a couple of uh, kind of a tryout dates this past weekend in Schamburg for kids who are interested in uh, maybe going on some international trips. We're going to be going to two great places in the spring for uh, kids who are invited. We're going to be going to Portugal. Oh, nice. And Germany. Nice. So, which is really, really nice. We're in Portugal, so we'll be in Lisbon. Okay. Okay. So we're going to be hanging around Benfica and that all that area there. Wow. And then in Germany, we'll be at Dortmund. Wow. Spending some time there, uh, right there on their campus, on their training facility. Nice. So it's going to be awesome. Great trip for the for the kids there if they have the availability to go. And um, so yeah, so we've been doing that. So and then we start full swing this week. So. We've got close to 1,000 kids signed up. Wow. And uh, we're going to be getting all those 1,000 kids through the doors in Rockford and Schaumburg this week. So we're going to have a busy weekend of, of training indoors. Fantastic.
1: And that's our that's our next generation of, uh, of national team players. That's right. Out
0: there. So, yeah, they can move up from basically state team to regional team to the national team oh, they're good and there's been some changes we have national training camps now we have the regional camps that we've always had but the players are definitely have an opportunity to be recognized by u.s soccer scouts which is really good and uh you know get in the on the radar of, of u.s soccer and uh, potentially playing at, at higher levels so that's what it's all about let me ask you this um Is there are there scholarships uh, available for
1: some kids, or are we just looking for the best rich kids in America? No, no. We
0: we've had scholarships. We've we've had the deadline. Obviously, it's gone and passed. But yes, we do we do have scholarships, and uh, you know, there's always that application that we always encourage them to go through. Yes, so we do that.
1: Okay, because that's my biggest critique of American soccer. Yeah, is you know these academies they cost. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Sure, And if your kid doesn't make it onto the top team of the academy, you know, why are you paying thousands and thousands of dollars? There's plenty of great clubs.
0: Yeah, and certainly with our program, I think what's kind of nice is when we worked it out, I think for every training session, for a two-hour training session, it worked out at thirty dollars each. Okay, so that's, that's which in, and you're playing in the best state-of-the-art indoor facility in Rockford right. as well as in Schaumburg. So really, not that big of a deal. Plus, you get the training, get exposure. You're playing with good players. Not right. a bad deal. Okay. Uh, well, one of the things they may discover when they go
1: is this. Time now for Adam's tip for the youngsters. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, There's so I, much
0: I, pressure on that. Here. I know. Exactly. It
1: sounds... This is going to be gold. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sit on the edge of your seat because he's got something really important to say right now. Go. Right.
0: Wow. <laughs> Talk about the buildup. <laughs> Well, I tell you, now we're indoors, and we we talked a lot about that, but I think so... And last week, by the way, uh, Adam told
1: kids to play ball in the house. <laughs> um, I, I got a couple of emails about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So, That's uh, good. Well, Parents not a fan of that tip. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want to get better, this is what you got to do.
0: There'll be fans when they're playing for Chelsea worth $70 million. I can tell you that right now. Um, But uh, i tell you the biggest thing, and and now with kids starting to move indoors and playing, is, is really work on their first touch. So if there's the opportunity to be able to really work on that first touch, my biggest tip for players is making sure that you know what you're going to do with the ball before you get it. So really scanning the field. Understanding, hey, I'm going to receive the ball on my right foot, but I know that that person on the right side is open, or the person on the left hand left hand side is open. So, knowing what you're going to do with with the ball before you get it makes a huge difference. That's why our Premier League stars like Kevin De Bruyne nine assists this year, yeah. all these great players. That's why they're able to create so many chances. Uh, just to put it in ordinary everyday life, it's like
1: when you bring home your chips and you've got a few extra. <laughs> <laughs> and you know in advance that you're going to make a chip buddy out of that. Right. And by the way, that's butty with two T's, right? Yes. It's not yeah. with two D's. Yeah, it's not buddy. Not yeah. buddy. It's, it's butty. butty.
0: Exactly. Butty. Chip butty. Okay. that's uh, Put a bit of ketchup on it. It's great. <laughs> Magic. Magic stuff.
1: Ketchup. And French fry sandwich is just so weird. Okay, uh, time for Adam's TV tip.
0: Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. Well, we have a weekend off from yeah. the Premier League, so it's that uh, timely international break, which is good and bad. I guess yeah. you know it's it's always a tough one. I mean, this is when people go on vacation on holiday because right. there's not much going on, but. Here in the United States, a big game, really big game. So United States versus Canada, Friday night match, playing, I believe, in Orlando, if I'm correct. Six o'clock kickoff, ESPN Coming two. off
1: a loss to Canada, yeah. which, which our first loss in ever.
0: Yeah, so this is definitely a game that they need to rebound. Uh, we're hoping that they can do it, although they're going to be missing a couple of key plays. I know Pulisic's out, and yeah. uh, Yedlin, I think, is out as well. But uh, hopefully the depth is there. And they can uh, regroup and get a victory on Friday. And remember, next week we're going to be doing a
1: a broadcast, uh, Teach You... How t- how yanks like like me uh, teach us how to <laughs> anglicize. Right. If you ever go to see a game in the Premier League, which uh, it'd be worth checking out. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo, backwards, O P P I H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with the Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again with our last American land show uh, of (laughs) free kicks next week. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you.
0: This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay tuned. Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications. From Bandstand to Gaga. Let's rock on TV. For info and tickets... Visit museum.tv. Coming
1: up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we continue our wide-ranging talk with author, journalist, and producer, Matt Avery. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for part two of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
0: Podcasting from Chicago. An OPI production for the Radio
1: Misfits Podcast Network.
0: This is Lasano and Friends. Hey, I'm Tony Losano. Hi, I'm Chris Sway. I'm Kimmy Spoon. Hi, I'm Sam.
1: I'm Evie Olson. Hey,
0: Michael Garay, back here. And we have an exciting show this week. What do we have on this week? Too much Star Wars.
1: Too much Disney. Not enough Star Wars. <laughs> Chris comes back from? Not here. Find out where? And gets pooped on. Sam goes to? Train land. Tommy talks about? Pooping on Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that and more on the next Los
0: Angeles friends.
1: An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network where Great Talk Radio isn't dead it's just moved to a better place.
0: I'm sick of Marvel. I'm sick of Star Wars. I'm sick of it. That's the whole promo. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here.
1: I can't talk about it anymore.
0: Radiomisfits.com